Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is Carol. Hey, what's up? Not much. Am I not your girlfriend anymore? my girlfriend. Like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) It's been a good week here. It is March 14th, 1997. Uh, It is? One of these days, Carol, we're going to have to get engaged. One of these days. And then... Maybe you'll have to actually ask me. And then then, uh, you can find somebody that looks like Peter to have an affair with. No. If I was going to have an affair, he would be much more attractive than Peter. I agree. You gotta step up Right, exactly Do you think Peter's more attractive than Jesse? No, do you? Mm, I don't know, it's hard to tell They're very different They're not, it's not like Brad Pitt Where I can be like, yeah, Brad Pitt's attractive That's for everyone to see (laughs) Like, it's not that When you get, when you get to a certain attractiveness Like Tom Selleck or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Harrison Ford, like a young Harrison Ford, right? Then it's obvious to guys, and guys are like, "Yeah, of course they're attractive, right?" Mm-hmm. But when you get closer to a normal-looking dude, it's much harder. Well, like, yeah, when it's when it's little differences between just like an average-looking guy and an attract and something as a guy that a girl's going to be like, "Oh, he's attractive." It gets harder and harder for guys to discern. Well, both of these guys are just slightly above average in looks, but they look very different. So I think it really falls more to taste than who's more attractive. It's hard, too, because it's kind of like height. Like everyone that's shorter than you, you're like, oh, they're short. And everyone that's taller than you, like, oh, they're tall. Mm. And it's kind of like everyone that's less attractive than me, I'm like, oh, they're not that attractive. Anyone that's more attractive than me, I'm like, oh, they're attractive. Weird. So both of these guys seem unattractive to me because I'm clearly more attractive. Well, of course you are. It's like the only guy on the show that seems attractive to me is Luke Perry because he's the only one that's more attractive than me. Okay. I mean, you made it weird so that I can't argue that in any way, like to be like, hey, there are other attractive guys, because then I'd be saying they're more attractive than you. Right, exactly. Which they're not. That's that's the trap that I put you in, correct? Good job. You're welcome. (laughs) So this episode, Love Hurts. Love Hurts. Was um, just a terrible terrible like emotional like nice title too by the way right it, it, this, it just, this episode centers on rape everyone and it's called love hurts wow not like i was talking or anything but okay oh i'm sorry <sighs> but yes love hurts mm-hmm. no it's just like nothing happy happens in this episode at all correct I mean, I guess Kelly's not in it, so that's kind of happy. Like, we get a break. But. It's happy for Kelly, too. She's in Hawaii. Or not Kelly, but Jenny Garth. It's right. happy for her. <laughs> I hope she is. I hope she's doing something awesome. There's too many women on the show now. You think? With Valerie having as big of a, big a storylines as she does, I think so. Because you've got, now you've got Tori Spelling. You've got, so Donna. You've got Donna, Kelly... Valerie, Claire, and, that, and Andrea, and Andrea, and that's too many. That's too many to 
have satisfying storylines for all five women. Well, yeah, because there's only three main men. Yeah, and, and even then... Or four. Wait, we forgot about Steve. Well, Steve wasn't thing, in this either. Steve's not... Steve was in it for a second. But that's the thing is Steve's not a main guy. He There are no storylines for Steve, like, ever. He's basically in the background. The storylines are Brandon, Dylan, and that's a, basically it. Well, if you're not counting David, then you can't count Claire. Well, okay. So I won't count Claire, but that's still four. And there's only two guys. Yeah. It's like they have enough steam. They have enough oomph to carry about three female storylines and three male storylines. But other than that, they don't have time for, for anything. But, I mean, that's six people. Yeah. And there are six people, so. I don't know what you're talking about. There are six people. Four women, mm-hmm. two men. But that doesn't work. It has to be three and three. Why? Because some of the storylines are intertwined with each other. Like some, So, like, Brandon's storyline could be intertwined with Kelly's storyline, and they're sharing screen time together, both developing their storylines. I you can't do it four and two. I guess, but Kelly wasn't even in this episode, so. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> they need to get rid of some people. That's okay. my point. Okay. You you should write them and tell them. You don't Although think, this is in the past, so. You don't think that, yeah, I'll write them in the time machine two years ago. <laughs> what were you going to say? You don't think there's too many people? You're, you disagree with me? I don't know. Um, I mean, not in this episode, so I don't know why we're talking about it right now. Like, if anything, there were fewer than usual people because, because Ray and Kelly were both gone. But I'm saying Kelly, Kelly's gone because they don't. They literally don't have anything to do for her right now. Which and is then you end up forgetting fine. about her. Like I forgot about her <laughs> when 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 Tana was like, "Where's Kelly?" And I'm like, who the fuck is Kelly? Oh, that was so weird. I was like, is he having a stroke? What is going on? Yeah, Donna comes in and she's calling for Kelly. And he's like, who's Kelly? And I was like, what are you talking I about? They were talking and about- then he's like, I'm saying, who's Kelly? Like, like I'm being ridiculous. Well, you didn't just answer. You could have answered me. I really thought you were joking or something. Like, I didn't understand what, what was happening. What a hilarious bit while we're not on, on tape. <laughs> he was like a confused old man. Thank you. And we've been doing this uh, show for like five seasons, and you're like, "Who's that one main chick?" <laughs> I thought I thought that she accidentally was calling Valerie's character Kelly, like Kelly Kaposki. Why would and Valerie be left, in her house? And they just left it in because I, I was I couldn't think of a Kelly. Wow. Okay. <laughs> So this episode starts uh-huh. with um, Donna. Remind me what happened. <laughs> right? Okay, Grandpa. Donna and uh, Valerie yeah. are, right? Isn't that how it starts? Yeah. I think. They're, uh, now who's senile? Shut up. They're meeting in Valerie's office. Mm-hmm. She's ordering an entire plate of food from that. An entire that's tray a, of food. a lot of food. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. Like, and she's so skinny. Like, there's no way she had any intention of eating all that food. No, there's a shake on there. Like, that girl does not drink shakes. <laughs> no, Come on, not on a daily basis. Who are we basis? kidding? And then when when Donna's in her office, she's like, "Oh, I I way over ordered. You know, have some food." Like, what? Like, 
what did this have to do with anything? Like, was that just like left over from their lunch on set? And they're like, hey, let's do something with this. Like, craft services is like, what are we going to do with this? Right. Show? I don't get it. Anyway, nobody ate anything, by the way. <laughs> um, you never see any of these people eat anything. Not even fake eat anything. They have to, Sometimes they sit in front of food, but you never see them eat anything. Interesting. I don't think they want to invest in that spit bucket or whatever. You know, how they, you, know how they, all they, you know how they do that? I do know, and I don't want to think about it. Okay. They chew up their food and spit it out because if they kept eating it, they'd puke. Yeah, exactly. So gross. I know one of them. Uh, they gain a ton of weight. That too. Like one of my uh, professors had, my acting professor had a. Uh, Acting <laughs> had a scene where he was eating a burger and drinking a beer, mm-hmm. and they had to do like twenty takes. Oh yeah, and so yeah, he was like spitting in the thing because he was gonna to. vomit. Well, you've got to, yeah. especially drinking a beer, you get fucking drunk. Well, it wasn't a real beer. Oh, yeah. They rarely use real alcohol on sets. That's true. I heard one time there was a scene in a movie where this guy had to do cocaine, mm-hmm. but instead of cocaine, it was a crushed up vitamin B. Okay. Because so, you know, so it wasn't illegal drugs. But they did a ton of takes. And he's like, he was like running home. Like he was like, oh my God, I got so much energy. I got so much energy. Because wow. fucking vitamin B gives you like fucking peps you up. Yeah. Yeah. I used to get vitamin B12 shots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel incredible. <laughs> That's funny. It's yeah, it's still not safe to, to snort that much vitamin B. Yeah. I don't think it'd be safe to snort anything. Yeah. It's crazy. But so, you got to do something, right, when you're filming those cocaine scenes. I guess. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they got to suck something up. Ooh. Pixie yeah. sticks. No, that sounds awful. Um, did I ever tell you about the time that yes, I, I did that? Yes, but you can tell the uh, people listening to the tape. <laughs> I was sitting in the back of the class because I always sat in the back of the class. We had just come back from lunch, and I bought a whole bunch of pixie sticks at lunch, and I poured them all over my book. I was in, uh, my teacher's name was Miss Pogatz. And I just clapped the book together super hard, and this huge white cloud just puffs up. And I, I, I shoved my, my heel against my nostril, and I went, Miss Pogatz, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Your heel? The heel of my hand. Your palm. Okay. Okay. Wow, way to fucking step on that story. <laughs> When you said your heel, I was literally picturing you putting your foot on your face and like, what the fuck is he talking about? The heel of my hand, right Nobody there. says it. You say palm. The palm of my hand. There you go. This is the palm. This is the big, the middle part. I didn't so, put the whole palm on my hand. Are you trying to tell me that we have a heel on our hand and that that's a thing that people say? Somebody write in and, and, <laughs> and tell her that it is a heel. It is not. It is. He's lying. Anyway, continue. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. So Donna gets called downstairs to talk to some guy from what? Some other club. No, I don't remember the name was, of it. It was the Condor's Nest. It's yeah. the cafeteria at the college. Really? Yeah, the California Condors. The California universities, their 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 college's mascot is the Condor. He worked in the cafeteria at the school. Yes. What the fuck was he doing there at the club? He was looking for a job. That's what he said. Okay, but they said he was from the Condor's Nest. Like to like it sounded to me 
like he's from some club looking for a job at another club like that makes sense but like he was a waiter at the condor's nest okay we saw him in the beginning of the episode when donna spilled her thing and he was like oh let me help you with that yeah she spilled a drink and immediately you were like that's the rapist yeah that's him yeah because the the because the the cinematographer of this show lacks subtlety completely. Okay. Very heavy-handed cinematography on this. And the, when he rack focuses on this dude we've never seen before, while there's a rape, you know, there's a rapist on campus and that was left over from last episode. I was like, oh, okay. There's no reason we're seeing this dude's face other than he's integral to this episode and that's the only thing he could be. Yeah. Okay. So I knew it was him immediately. So Donna goes down to talk to him. And then when... He's gone. Well, okay, then Donna had already been talking to him. Okay. And left her bag down there. Yeah. And then she went down to check on her bag. Right. And discovered that her bag had been moved and he was gone. Yes. You got it. And he stole something from it. But, but she didn't know rem- what. I don't remember what it was either. It was something inconsequential. I think it was like mail or something. I think she never even identified it, did she? Like, she was looking like she suspected something was gone, but I don't know that she figured out what was gone. No, but we saw him have it. Yeah. Whatever it was. But okay. it was, like I said, it was something inconsequential. So, this crazy rapist dude. He likes to stalk and then steal something. And then from rape. The person and then rape. Yeah. What a weird modus operandi. Now, the the whole situation's weird. So, the dude in the last episode who'd been arrested and yeah. brought in for Jerry the rape. or whatever his yeah. name is. He finally got let go because he had an alibi. Mm-hmm. But... He ain't got no alibi. He's <laughs> ugly. He is. But the whole campus, like, knows now that he's a sex offender because somebody said something. I don't well, know. Well, here's the thing. He tells David... I don't know how everyone found out. I guess the police told. Well, he's a registered sex offender, so somebody looks up who's a sex offender probably or whatever. Yeah, that's true. But he tells David, he's like, look, uh, let me tell you something. He's like, you're not saying you did it or whatever. He's like, I know you didn't do it. And he goes, well, when I was in Desert Storm, when we got back, we were at Fort Bragg just hanging out, you know, just having fun, I guess. Some of the guys got a little wild, you know, we, we drank a little bit too much, and uh, maybe I raped somebody. He said, that's not how he said. He said, you know, they, they got a little too, you know, whatever, and he woke up in a jail cell and he'd been arrested for rape. So, like, he said it in this way, where, like, I blacked out and I have no idea, but I was arrested for rape. Right. So, I think, you know... And he wasn't exonerated. They pled it down to sexual assault. Yeah. And he spent a few months in a federal penitentiary. So, like, yeah. So, I don't understand where everybody kind of, like, gets this attitude of, like, oh, he has rights, he deserves a chance, and blah, blah, blah. Like, he probably did rape the girl, but he's not sure. I guess he's not sold on it because he doesn't remember. You know? Like. I won't buy that for a dollar. (laughs) He's not sold on it. I don't know. I mean, it's it's weird. He didn't say he did it. They could have come up with something else. Mm -hmm. They could have said if they wanted to do, because the way they portray this dude throughout the rest of it is his rights are being trampled on. 
he's being unfairly accused anytime there's a sexual assault on campus. People are going to think it's him because he's a registered sex offender and all this stuff, and it's not fair. Like, he's being unfairly persecuted. But he's probably a rapist. Yeah, like, they should have made it where he was accused before and was innocent or something like that. Or something completely innocuous. Like, he came back from Desert Storm, and he had this girlfriend that was 17 years old, and he was 19 or whatever, and, and... like, the parents got pissed off and, and, like, you know, accused him of whatever, statutory rape or whatever, and then he had to register for a sex offender. Yeah. Or, or something. Something that was innocent or not as bad as it seems, but he had to register as a sex offender. Not literal rapist. Yeah, not me and my buddies got wasted and gang-banged some chick, because right. that's what it sounds like happened. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I don't have any sympathy for you. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, sure, you got hauled in as a suspect and you had an alibi so you're you're good, but and you should be able to go to college, you know, where you want to, but don't like act like you don't fucking deserve this. Yeah. Think about the victim, the woman that was gang raped by a bunch of fucking military dudes. Yeah. What's her life like? You think she can just fucking run away from her fucking demons, you mora? It just it does not make him sympathetic in any way. No, I agree. It was weird. Like at some point somebody said like, "Oh, he deserves a second chance" or something like, "Does he?" Right. And then and then it comes out that he knows who the rapist is but didn't tell the police right away. Yeah, because apparently this dude was one of those dudes. Yeah, well, he no, I don't think he was one of those dudes. I think he was just in prison with in him? prison with him. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he was asking him all these questions about college girls and stuff like that. So he kind of knew that it was that guy, or he knew that that guy would have been a suspect or whatever. But it's like he almost let other women get raped because he didn't want to fucking say anything. How I'm gonna have fucking sympathy for this dude? Fuck you! Right? No, he's a douche. He's a fucking asshole. Yeah. So instead of us being sympathetic towards him or whatever, we're just like, oh, yeah, everyone that was creeped out by him that wasn't David's correct. Yeah. Like, I don't know why David's, like, trying so hard to be his friend. David didn't even seem put off when he told him his rape story either. Yeah, he was like, ah, whatever. Things happen. Yeah. I guess maybe that's how some guys are. But Ridiculous. So Donna's being now stalked by a rapist. Yeah. <laughs> Donna loses it. And so like, Donna's first time on 90210. Almost. I mean, that's like the tension of the episode is like, you know, we're thinking she's going to get raped. Mm-hmm. She gets home. The lights are off. Nobody else is home, which is weird. Like I said, this is a house mm-hmm. where three college girls live and nobody's there. Including Kelly. Um, you know, what's funny, too, is they have her dressed fairly provocatively too mm-hmm. i mean it's not anything she usually is not anything super revealing but like her boobs are just like out there with the suspenders and stuff little the short skirt she's wearing yeah yeah but she usually dresses like that i mean i guess that's true she just like you know she's got a body and she dresses like she's a schoolgirl. so that yeah happens uh but anyway so this guy decides this guy's the weirdest rapist in the world by the way yeah like first of all the rape he did before was in the bushes right yeah, so really, i mean this really hurried job i mean just sloppy right 
like broad daylight too i believe they said yeah this was like planned out and like he's like oh we're gonna i'm gonna take my time yeah yeah he's at he's doing the grossest worst thing that a rapist can do and acting like it's like something romantic he shaved yeah he tied her up went to the bathroom and shaved and he was like hey how do i look are these ropes too tight let me loose them for you (laughs) And then she says, I've never done this before. Been raped, sweetie? Because guess what? Even if she had been raped, she still hasn't done this before. That does not count as having had sex. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, I guess it's good to tell the rapist that you're a virgin. Like, <laughs> I think she's trying to humanize herself. Yeah. But anyway, so he he's like, what? How could a fucking slut like you? Yeah be a virgin that was awful and then he was like oh this is gonna be even more special than i thought (laughs) oh god it was so awful but then luckily david who called her a bitch earlier in the episode yeah oh yeah we we skipped past that yeah why were they arguing i don't even remember because valerie told so she was pissed off at valerie when they oh yeah, yeah when they weren't eating that meal that valerie got rid of ray and Valerie very expertly, like, kind of turned it around on on him, mm-hmm. on her, and she said, "Well, listen, I mean, David was the one that was kind of like, hey, this club's gonna die unless we fucking get rid of Ray.' And by the way, Ray's gotta spread his wings anyway. He's gotta grow as an artist. He can't grow playing the same club every single night and." Donna's kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I, I hate how their interactions. I hate every interaction that it. they have. I love it now. Because it's like it's like Valerie's the puppet master. Yeah. And Donna is the puppet. Yeah. And I love it. It's great. So then she starts yelling at David. Yeah. David's like, what are you talking about? It's not even true. And she's like, I don't want to hear about it, David. You were jealous, blah, 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 or whatever. And he goes, he says. Well, you're just a stuck-up bitch. Yeah, like, I mean, it went on for, like, a full minute. Like, self-centered and, like, I mean, there was a lot thrown in this insult. He was like, yeah, you're just selfish. All you care about is this stuff. You you don't do charity anymore. I don't even know what I ever saw in you in the first place. And then he storms out. Yeah. So, yeah, that kind of ripped her heart out. So then he comes in to apologize. Yes. And they foreshadow that there was a bat by the door. Oh, yeah. Because she's playing softball or something mm. like that. It's not a softball bat, by the way. That's a baseball bat. But anyway, so she, she says through the door, he's like, hey, the rapist's like, hey, get rid of him. And yeah, he's got a knife to her throat. She's, he's like, oh, Donna, what's going on? You know, I just want to apologize. She's like, oh, nothing, Dave. It's all right, Dave. Yeah, she keeps calling him Dave. Would that clue you in if somebody were calling you, like, if you, Marcus? Yes. <laughs> If you were behind a door and you were like, I'm fine, Marcus. Everything's okay, Marcus. I would be like, something's, not, something's wrong. Something's not going going right here. Well, she was smart then. Because there's, there's, there's no reason for you to call me that. Mm-hmm. Never call me that. So he gets the idea. Mm-hmm. And he goes in with the bat and beats the shit out of the two. Yeah, well, actually, so no, he. he hits her in one time, and then Donna gets the bat and beats the fucking shit. No, no, that's incorrect. Oh, okay. Uh, why Why am I incorrect? Poor, poor cinematography again. Oh. He hits him twice with okay. the bat and takes him down. Donna grabs some sort of, and I couldn't even really see what it is, but they describe it later. 
It's some sort of like ceramic like doll or trophy or something like that that David gave her last year at the carnival. And that's what she uses to slam him in the head several times. Oh, that's why she apologizes for breaking it. I thought yeah. she broke it when she was mad at him. Like, No, no, she broke it when she uh, fucking crippled the rapist. <laughs> I hope she crippled the rapist. <laughs> yeah, she was brutal, though. Like, David had to, like, pull her off the guy. Yeah, he's like, okay, okay. It's- <laughs> She's like, this is for calling me a bitch. And he was like, oh, wait. <laughs> She's getting a lot of frustration out. And um, so then David does apologize to her after he saves her and there's all the hugging and like, again, I think foreshadowing that they're going to end up together. Yeah, we'll see. I think she should lose her virginity soon. Okay. It seems like a liability at this point. (laughs) (laughs) That's why she's being stalked. Well, I just, I think that like in her mind, at least that would be my thought, like, Wow, I've been saving it all this time and I almost, you know, got raped. I should, like, take control of it and lose it now. Oh, okay. Uh, We'll see. Well, I think it's religious reasons with her. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) Things change. Yeah, okay. I mean, that was a traumatic episode. Yeah. Or maybe she'll never want a guy to touch her again. Who knows? Maybe. We'll we'll never know. Well, we will know because we'll keep watching the show. (laughs) But I feel very bad for Donna having gone through that, especially yeah, because she's so innocent and everything. Like that had to be just awful. Yeah, it would have been better if it was Valerie. She would have handled it better. Val- like Valerie I think I- when David came in, Valerie would be like, "Go away." <laughs> oh, that was wrong. <laughs> uh, other things that happened in this episode. The rapist would have been like, hey, your legs are wrapped around me. I can't get it. <laughs> so gross. She's like a fucking spider. She is. Anyway. Yeah, other things that happened in the episode. So Andrea is having, what, weren't they at the well, that's peach? That's the other major storyline. Yeah. Correct. Don't you want to talk about Brandon? Okay, sure. Brandon stood up to the fucking, pr- not principal. It's not the chancellor because they rarely show him anymore. The president, president of the no, university. he's the president. No, the president. Well, whoever the dean. That's what. Yeah, it is. the dean, not the chancellor, but the dean. Yeah. yeah, he stood up to the dean or whatever. He was like, uh, "Yeah, what the fuck? Why aren't you protecting people?" Yeah, they were talking about like you know getting more lights and security and stuff. And yeah. He's like, "We can't afford it without you know." Raising your tuition, right. like okay, maybe they want their fucking tuition raised, and like I would pay a little extra for that. Yeah, to not be raped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a good feature of a school. I told you about that though. Remember, like at my university, we would get like daily emails about all the crime that happened the day before, and it was like at That's least nice. one rape every time. It's great. They started calling that bulletin the rape news. Right, it was weird. Made me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I would be uncomfortable too. <laughs> of course, you went to school in Detroit. Yeah. So. Yep. I mean, that's what happens. And sometimes I would park several blocks away and not in like an actual parking garage, but like on a side street. So I didn't have house. to pay for parking, yeah. which, you know, in retrospect was probably not the smartest idea. It's not even like you went to U, U of D. Right. Which is a gorgeous campus surrounded by a gorgeous neighborhood. You just had to drive through a war zone to get there. But you didn't go there. You went to a, uh, a, uh, 
I'll, I won't. I won't drag them by uh, dragging them under the bus by uh, naming the college, but uh, a uh, a college that was not in a great neighborhood in Detroit. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, so the two girls uh, that are on the student council or whatever, they're they're like, oh, Brandon, you know, we we vote for you if you ran for president again. He's like, like I'm not like, doing this shit again. I'll run for president again. <laughs> And he then did. his mom is like, well, you will run for president. You'll rip your dad's heart out. He didn't want to be president this time. It was only because his friend got blown up. Yeah. Exactly. Not even his friend. He's like LBJ. Right? And then what else happened? Oh, uh, Mel comes into the, oh, yeah. the peach pit. This is weird. Where Kelly's mom, whose name I can't, Jackie, mm-hmm. is... With Cindy. With Cindy, and Cindy's like, we're going to have a wild night out, and I'm going to show you a bunch of guys, and you're going to get some dick. Basically, but in, you know, Cindy terms. And then Mel comes in with their their daughter, and he's all like, oh, yeah, look at all the Lion King shit I bought her. Hey, you look pretty good, Jackie. Can I sit down and, and have a meal with you? And all of a sudden, she's like, mm, we're not going to do that book. Someday. Yeah, they're like making googly eyes at each other. It's That's like so fucked up. Yeah, his, his dental hygienist girlfriend left him for a younger dentist so now she gets to be second choice i would not want that at all no she shouldn't she should have more respect than this yeah for herself i don't like i don't like that they're gonna write this but they're gonna get they're definitely gonna get back together yeah i don't like it at all ridiculous but i mean i guess it's nice for their daughter or whatever yeah i mean if if their marriage is happy it's yeah. nice for the daughter. If he can keep it in his pants. Right. He can't because he never could. No. So. Famous uh, dental guy. Orthodontist. Orthodontist. Mel Silver. Yeah. Orthodontist to the stars. Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. Um, and then I think that's all that happens. Okay. So Andrea. Oh, Valerie, needs, uh, Valerie needs a famous band for the... The club. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, they're auditioning a she, bunch of shitty bands. She teases that there's going to be a famous band there, and she can't get one. So she asks Steve, hey, I need one for tonight. So Steve tries to do it, and he comes up with somebody. He goes to tell her, and she's already talking to someone from Columbia Records, and she gets somebody. We don't even get to see who it is. We just hear some music, and they're like, oh, I'm not usually into alternative music, but this band's rocks, you know? Yeah. And it's supposed to be like Green Day or something, I guess, but who the fuck knows? They're like, it's so cool to see them in such a small venue. Yeah, and... uh, It's a ridiculous storyline. Why even include it? I don't know, because they have to focus somewhat on the business that she's doing. I don't know. I guess. It's all about business. But yeah, she just, you know, used Steve again as usual and like, you know, basically just slammed the door in his face. Yep. Like, he needs to stay away from her. Oh, yeah. So then real business. Monkey business. Andrea gets paged while she's at the peach pit. And she's like, oh, it's, you know, this uh, new job that I have at the hospital. They they want me and I go running. That's right. But of course. They want my vagina and I come running. Right. It's not the hospital. No. It's the doctor. Yeah, that's right. Not even a real doctor. It's fucking intern or whatever. Student. I don't know what he is. He's a doctor. He's just... He's not a real doctor. He's like, he's like still in school, but, you know. Yeah, he's in med school. 
Yeah. He's a student. He's not an actual doctor. Well, I mean, they go through, like, different levels. So, like, even in med school, they're doctors. Yeah, but he's not an attending. No, attending's done with med school. Yeah. But he's, like, whatever it is underneath the attending. The resident or... Yeah, I think he's a resident. Yeah. yeah, so he's a real doctor. He's just not a real the head doctor. He's learning to be a doctor. Okay. <laughs> he has a, he has a doctor he he reports to. Mm-hmm. He rented a hotel room for the week. For the week. Now I, I swanky. I don't understand why Dylan is hanging out in the office because his sponsor's there. That's who it is. That's why. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So he gets this hotel room and Andrea's there. And then Dylan is talking to his sponsor in the office. And the sponsor's talking about how great it is working there because it's like entertainment watching, you know, the people coming in and, and out. And, and no one wants to be bothered. So he gets left alone. Yeah. And he's like, like, th- like this. Watch this. You know, this lady walks out and, you know, she's going to. Just act like nothing's going on. Go to her car, and just a few minutes later, the guy comes out and act like they're not together. And it was Andrea and uh, fucking Peter. Yeah. So Dylan saw that. So yay! I guess he's the best one to see it. Yeah, sure. Because I don't think that I think anybody else would tell better than Jesse saying it. Right, but I mean, don't you think like most of the rest of them would would say something? No. No? I don't think Brandon would. I don't think Brandon would be like, I'm going to turn my back on Andrea and tell Jesse. Yeah, I guess that's true. He would tell her, you better tell Jesse. Yeah. He would harangue her to do it, but I don't think Claire would give a shit. Okay. I can't see David really being like, oh. And Valerie wouldn't care either. Valerie would be like, hey, can I have a turn? (laughs) Right. So, Dylan... uh, Decides to say something to her. I don't know that I would even bother saying anything, would you? Dylan says to her, I'm not here to judge you. I'm saying something to you so that you know you have someone to talk to about it in case you want to talk to about it. Mm, so, I mean, I get, nice. I get that, yeah. Just like it doesn't have to be just a complete secret anymore. You can talk to me about it if you want. Yeah. Would you say something if you saw your friend having an affair? Like, okay. Yep. I think I'd just be like, well, none of my business. Okay. Well, that's good for you. (laughs) Okay. So Andrea then gets into a fight with Jesse Mm -hmm. because he's actually home. They're in the same house for like a minute. And she can't handle it. And yeah, like they're finally fucking together. And she. No, they're not fucking. But they're finally together. Mm -hmm. And they're supposed to go have dinner at his family's. But, His whole family's going to be there. Yeah, but she upset him. I don't know what she did. She's, he, she said, okay, first of all, she didn't uh, deposit the check. She was. Oh, yeah, she was supposed to deposit some money in their bank, so they're screwed. And he was pissed off about that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I always have to do everything. Why can't you do it? And he's like, I can do it. That's not the point. But if you can't do it, you need to tell me so that I can do it. Right. Makes and, sense. And he's like, we'll talk about it when, when we get back. I thought he said when I get back. Yeah, he did. I noticed that too. And then he's acting like she was supposed to go, but he did say when I get back. Yeah, because I thought he was going to be going away again. Mm-hmm. I thought that's what he was talking about. But yeah, I think it was just a mistake in yeah. dialogue. But she's like, 
She, she's like, well, back from where? And he's like, I told you about this. I'm going to my mom's house or whatever, my parents' house. My whole family's going to be there. And then he's like, she says, he says, he says like, well, you don't have to go if you don't want to or whatever. And she's like, I, not that I don't want to go or whatever. I don't know. They get into a big argument. And he's like, why don't you just take a fucking break? And she's like, yeah, why don't you bond with your daughter? And then she storms off. Yeah, he actually says something along the lines of, I don't want you there with this attitude. So it was... It was bad. It was a bad fight. Yeah. And... Seems like she was being a bitch for no reason, though, because she is guilty and angry about the whole affair. Yeah. That's my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, she was obviously in the wrong. She forgot to put money in the bank and they're bouncing checks or something. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. kind of a big deal. Yeah. She shouldn't be the one yelling at him. Mm -hmm. So... Because she has stormed off now, she ends up uh, calling Peter... To meet her at the hotel, and he's like, "I'm oh, on a." Br- <laughs> he's like, "I'm on a break. I've got like you know ten minutes. Let's go." Right. And she's Get all your like, "Fucking pants off!" Yeah, she's all like, "But you know, I really care about you, and like trying to like be all like, let's talk and hold each other and all mm-hmm. the whatever." And she says she wants to leave Jesse. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm, what? I don't know about this. <laughs> why would you leave Jesse? And she's like, look, why would should we be unhappy uh, with our significant others when we can be happy together? And he's like, mm, I'm happy, though. Yeah. He's like, I'm happy with our arrangements. Right. He's, he gets to have his cake and eat it, too. He's like, I'm not unhappy with my wife. That's so fucked up. If he's really not happy, or if he really is happy with his wife, then why is he having an affair? He just likes sex with other people better. Ugh. What a terrible person. Like, I have... Well, more... yeah, I don't think we're supposed to think he's, like, a paragon of virtue, you know? Right. I just, I mean, like, I have more sympathy for somebody who's in a relationship they're unhappy with having an affair than somebody who's just like, oh, I just don't care about anybody but myself, and I just want to have lots of fucking sex. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. So they end up breaking up. Yep. <laughs> and Dylan sees Andrea crying and running into her car because he's still hanging out in the office of this motel. It's just weird. And so he goes and, you know, comforts her and they talk and stuff. So. It's so funny. If it wasn't for Valerie, he probably would never have seen this. Why? Because she gave him that joint and then he didn't smoke it. And the reason he went to see his sponsor in the first place was because he almost smoked that joint. Huh. Okay. Interesting. But yeah, so then uh, she's like, how could I think something that was so, so false was so true? <laughs> it's did, like, I don't know. Why don't you fucking pet a unicorn? You fucking idiot. Did they never like talk to each other? Like, I don't know why she thought that he was emotions in and he was just like, I just want to fuck. Because... All they talked about was sex. Yeah. It was just innuendo the entire time. She's an idiot. Yeah. So here's the question, though: Is she really unhappy with Jesse? Yeah, apparently. I just I, like, I don't think she's really happy in her marriage. I well, I mean, it's like, is she going to break up with Jesse now? Because like, I I don't know. It seems to me like they just have a lot of stress. Like they're in a bad spot right now. But it's not like Jesse's a bad guy. You know what I bet will happen? Huh. I'll bet you that they she puts more effort into her marriage and never tells him. You think? Mm-hmm. 
We'll see. I would kind of like that because I don't think they should break up. Not talking about problems is how these people deal with their problems. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, we've, we we discussed last time, like, the uh, infidelity thing in 90210 is just mm-hmm. deny and ignore. Exactly. And it's ubiquitous in the show. It's everywhere. Yeah. But, yeah, so that is the episode. It is. So we'll have to see at least something's happening. I'm kind of glad we're moving through this affair now because mm-hmm. it was kind of getting annoying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm glad, you know, Donna got to keep her virginity. Well, yeah, I'm glad she didn't get raped. <laughs> you sound almost disappointed by being glad about that. No, I am. I wasn't disappointed. Not yeah. a monster. All right. Well. Okay, so write us at latefee1994 at awol.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yep. And tell your friends. Yeah, and also check out our uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer show. Releasing on Fridays. Yep. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.